back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. To the Dump on Hour, I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. We got the host as always in studio with me, Demorne Pearsonell. And over the break, uh, obviously the conversation around Nebraska football is going to be quarterback room over and over and over again. Wide receiver room as well. You can't pr- forget Fleming, another guy currently projected to go to Nebraska. But until it happens, we can't bank on anything. When exactly is the date for that? Well, the, by the ways the sounds of it, the the signing day, I don't want to give the wrong date, but there's early signing day, obviously, uh, and then you got a second signing day period. But this one right here, Sunday is, I think, we'll we'll find out most of it. For but, a transfer portal? Yeah, let me get the actual dates. I don't okay. want to misquote people. And it's 402-464-5685. If you guys got it off the top of your head, feel free to text it in. Uh, but I just don't want to give wrong dates on there and throw everyone off for a loop. But the way it sounds is Sunday is when we'll find out. But as I pull up this information here, if you are Nebraska... With this interesting situation where Alston Rayla does pull it back on your board after you got Kalen on scholarship, who rule uh, it does seem like he's going to honor that for him. But nonetheless, you know, how do you handle that quarterback situation as a whole right now with the influx of possible new players in there and with guys that are currently already in that position? We talked about Harburg, how you might move him to another position. Where do you start? Uh, I feel like you got to start in the house. Uh, is it, there's a 1A and 1B. Uh, first off, you know you got to be truthful on, on all sides and communicating because you 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 know you this, these are you know kids' futures and lives, so you don't want to you know drag people along or string people along. So um, being completely honest and transparent is is first and foremost. Um, starting in house, uh, you know, letting you, them know you know what the situation is and everything like that. Uh, are your plans to, if you do get Kyle, is he automatically the starter or are you going to let him compete this thing out with him and, 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 uh, Purdy, Purdy if he sticks around you know, here, you yeah. know, um, we've already addressed it, you know, the situation with Heinrich, with Heinrich, yeah. um, Sims is in the portal. He's out. He's so, gone. Yeah. So, uh, we not, you know, that, that take care of that, but you know, with, with him, you know, transitioning back to where he was playing at, um, and that and that aspect, and then uh, the the kicker is, you know, what are you telling Kyle, and what are you telling Dylan, and what are you telling, you know, uh, Daniel? Like that's uh, you got three, you know, four or five star guys who, you know, what what's the situation? Um, you know, with Kalen, Kalen, you know, they told him x x amount is of this and that, and something was over and now all of a sudden you know you back in a love triangle again uh so same re- you, that's you a crazy long love triangle story you as we talked about over the break you, you don't if 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 i'm him looking at them is are y'all very truthful at all it's just it depends right because i don't want to say if you got if you I got your guy you got your guy yeah i don't so want to not your guy truthful. well i want to say to matt am Roll, i not your guy it's just so much matt am i not your guy I think he told him that right away when you talked about Dylan Rayola was the guy. Like that's where the okay, but thing. you couldn't get him. So 
the X came back in the picture. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like so that 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 honestly would leave you know a sour taste in my mouth. I can't blame them. That obviously because we can't talk about it, right. It seems Why? like Missouri. That's, Why can't I? You could. No, I'm saying I'd imagine it would. Oh, like, for sure. I agree with you. Like you can't. I'm saying you can't take that away from him. No, because Missouri would have been his first choice. That Mer- that much Mis- seemed obvious. Missouri, Missouri wanted Missouri wanted him. He mm. he wanted them. Regardless, you know, it might have not been your first or second, but you know, it was an opportunity. You know, they were very straightforward. They wanted to move forward with you and everything like that. And you know, now all of a sudden you did you couldn't get the guy that you wanted. So, yeah, I, I got a sour taste in my mouth, and I'm looking at y'all kind of funny. And do I want to put myself in that situation? Because you've proven me before you say one thing, and just because, you know, your shiny new toy might be available again, you know, so that that I, I feel, you know, annoyed and irritated with that situation because it's just like he's a hometown kid, mm-hmm. ne- Nebraska kid, you – We've you've let Zane get away, yeah. and, and not come here. And now you know it might be you know up in the air for this type of situation. Um, the kid grew up, you know, uh, a Husker fan. He it runs in his blood. Um, you know, he's he's not a terrible player at all. You know, he he's an elite. Well, we talked right. He had a chance to play in the SEC, an SEC team that wanted him. They're Number ten, one, like they're first ten, guy. I think they're the like board. what ten and two right now or something like that. Yeah, like, they had a good season. I don't know if it's ten and two exactly, but Missouri was no no joke this they, year. They in were the good. SEC. Yeah. So, you know, like how do you play that situation? Because clearly, you're not like. Will he get a fair shot at things? You don't. You don't know. Like he could look better, X, Y, and Z, and everything like that. Will, will you pick him because you? want this other guy so much. You know, you you paint your your red flags orange. Like I I don't I don't know what the process necessarily like looks like for him. Yeah, well real uh, quick, just since we got it up, you asked about the transfer portal, uh when that due date comes up. So those players that hit the portal and open up December fourth, we all know that. But it wraps up Tuesday, January second, twenty twenty four. So obviously the start of the new year. So there's not a lot of time left if you are in the portal mm-hmm. to go find a new home. And that's why these crystal ball projections are coming out, not just for Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but across the board for a lot of schools because it is coming to decision time. Okay. Um, and for all those players who are in the portal, obviously, once you hit the portal, the school can rescind your scholarship immediately, cancel it, so they're not responsible for that anymore. So it is kind of ticking time for some of those players. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for those guys who you know don't even find a home, but clock's definitely ticking. Uh, January 2nd. And obviously when you're talking about the Kalen situation, seems like it's going to be a thing where he's going to come to Nebraska regardless due to the time. Who's to say? <laughs> I don't know. If he has enough time, it could, could switch things up. At that, that, that's, that's the one that I'm more so concerned um, about with things and everything like that. And I'm pretty sure, you know, that they are telling him, uh, you know, he's open, you know, with stuff and everything like that. But you know, this guy he saying, I'm coming here, I'm staying home X, Y, and Z. You got, to, um, you know, a team, a team, two teammates that are coming as well and everything like that. So that's a, you know, that, that again, so, uh, that situation, I'll be more, a little bit more concerned about of how to handle that and everything like that. Um, but that's, um, that, that, that's a tough place to be for, uh, that's a big love triangle. 
Not, like, and then not just, you know, between, you know, Riola, Danny, and, and the coaches, but I mean, like. Well, it started with Frost, even before rules in the all, picture. All of them. Like, you know, they're all in it. It's just like, it's, well, we got this quarterback that's that can help us now or that we want to go through now. We might reassure this one in. Like, it's it's a it's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. So I don't I don't know how you navigate that. And every I don't think everybody will walk away being happy. Uh, Seems like an impossible outcome. Two thirds, probably. Like, it's just. Yeah, I could see like a high majority, but there's so many parties involved at this point. At least maybe the the right word would be like not leaving uh, disgruntled, but maybe feeling like either A, you made the wrong decision or maybe you are a little bit disgruntled. You know, if the Caitlin thing goes as south as it possibly could, which I don't want to speak on. He seems like a like a well enough kid, I hope. And hearing Matt rule the way he kind of speaks about it on the Pat McAfee show today. I don't know if you caught any of I that. Caught a little bit of yeah, it. I thought it was going to be like 10 minutes. He was on there for like 40 minutes. It was <laughs> awesome to hear him go in that much depth. Uh, but he talked a lot about it and just I the, heard he likes to talk. Yeah. He's good at it. You know, his dad was a preacher. Who would have thought? You know, he put that together pretty quick. Um, but yeah, hearing him talk about it and just the NIL as a whole, it's just incredibly interesting. And that's the other thing that makes this whole damn thing over complex is the money all tied and involved with it. Mm-hmm. Because the the limited amount of conversations the actual coaches can have to the players about the money and how the third parties have all that power. So they Who's can, the third party? Like what, Who has the, the money? The, the NIL, whatever NIL collective for that school, that's the third party. Okay, got so it. Like it's just, so the Nebraska, Nebraska has a guy or yeah, has a our team. NIL team. Okay. That's that third party. Got and it. they can do all the conversations. They can do all the dealings. The coach, you're who, not. Who hires them? Who hires them? I don't. That's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. We I don't can dive think. Into. I don't think uh, the the guidelines for the universities are really strict with it too. Obviously, like it's very. <laughs> this is why it's so bad right now, and this is why it needs to get cleaned up. The amount of conversations you can actually have between the players and coaches about the money is essentially non-existent for the most part. Ooh. It might be non-existent, period. I'd have to I mean, go get my law degree real quick to double dive into this, but hearing Matt Rule just talk about it, it sounds like an absolute headache. For like sure. If I was coaching in the Power Five right now, it would drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be a little happy that, like, luckily I don't have to talk to the players about it. I can let someone else handle all the work, but it does make it interesting because when you have these third parties that are in really no way correlated to conversations with the team, that's you end up in situations where like, can you imagine while you're playing on the Raiders, you just have someone from the Dolphins come up to you mid season being like, Hey, I'll give you X amount of dollars. If you hit the quote unquote portal and come on this team, you know, they're not trading and you know, they're not Dolphins aren't giving the Raiders a piece. They're just paying you money to rob them off. That's essentially what can happen. And that's where this whole mess is. Like you can just be offered it's, money it's, from it's, third parties mid season. And it's really easy how to do go you and check. check. That? How do you check that? You let the coaches and universities get more involved so they can actually oversee it. That's that seems like a simple enough answer to me. Like it's not gonna be perfect, but what it is right now is more it almost seems like dangerous. You got millions of dollars getting thrown around by third parties to eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds. That's a little crazy, and the coaches can't be involved in the process of talking they're, about they're, the money. I know they're involved in it. There's, there's, there's way if Michigan's still in signs, <laughs> yeah. there's ways around that. That's facts. That's there's, there's, facts a, there's a now it might be a phone call, and just so happen the coach might hear, write something on the <laughs> sign, go to a school. Hey, this is from the third party to make sure you come in. There's ways around it. Now, what are exactly those those ways and everything like that? I'm not sure. And how do you check and stop those things? I don't know if you can. It's complex world. 
this is we talk about it all the time but this is where the problem was with the ncaa dragging their feet on this is like you knew it was going to be a damn mess by the time they f- it finally came uncorked especially if it came uncorked by force california essentially just giving them the middle finger pretty much it's like we're gonna do this for sure like you can stop us but everyone's probably gonna fall suit that's exactly what happened everyone followed suit following the california example let's just go ahead and pay the players um but how would you fix this like would you just let total would you let the coaches have control would you set a salary cap for these universities and how they want to do this because i feel like you have i mean let's just make it pro we're Uh, treating it pro let's just kind of make it closer to that at least with the money i feel like there has to be um some type of now there has to be some type there has to be an investigation with a lot of stuff just to make sure you know people are getting checked and um making sure everything is is going right uh i feel like either the NCAA or you come up with something else uh, that have people that go around to to track and under, you have to submit exactly like, you know, what you're doing. You can't just say, oh yeah, we got it covered and everything like that. There has to be a check and balance of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it has to get, you know, regulated weekly, making sure, you know, nothing's being slid under the table. Uh, stuff is being handled how it should be handled. Um, the university, it's the university's responsibility to, to just handle it. Uh, I think that's a bit much and a lot because you, you don't have rules. You don't have anything. So you have to come up with some type of company agency or something like that that oversees, you know, the whole NCAA and y'all have to check, okay, we'll, we'll send a rep out here or something like that week in and week out to make sure that stuff is getting situated how it should be. Now, are they going to do it? Probably not. Because there's money involved in that and nobody wants anybody in their business. But I feel like that would be a way to kind of make sure that, you know, bribery isn't just happening just because you can hand this. You can go to this family, hand this hand this family a check and oh, you, you got this kid coming because you slid them some money under under the table. Oh, no, it was just kind of deal and everything. There has to be some type of check and balances uh, with that. Some oversight. For sure. Almost like the NCAA. Should have been that oversight. It's just been, I'm just like cracking come up, up over here come, smiling because come like, up with come up with a, a branch of lawyers, investigators, seriously. or to to do that. Like, okay, what this is a, a new line of work, you know. You can send people to go to school for that now. Yeah. To be NCAA, I mean to be uh NIL type people. Everybody at their university, you know, you can have your own type of firm and hire people within that and everything like that and go like that. Like you can make it a whole bunch of stuff out of, out of things and whatnot, but it can't just be the wild west and just you just out here just throwing cash just to throw it. Which essentially is what it is right now, and especially sure. when you look at like on three. It's not, I'm not a hater of on three. I appreciate all the the work they do, but you look at the NAL projections. You know, for them, I'd imagine those are really rough estimates trying to figure this stuff out because there's no way they're within every third party collective organization that can actually get those numbers spot on accurate. But it's just exactly what you said: the wild wild west out there and. It is easy to give the NCAA a lot of slack, which they deserve it. But I will say this, under some new leadership, they seem to have gotten out in front of a little bit more. They've talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, they sent out a letter to all the coaches, basically trying to get ahead of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So let's hope in the future that they can find some organization because we've talked about it many times, but the toothpaste is out of the bottle. Good luck trying to get that back in there, but it can be done. It's just going to be a little bit longer of a process at this point. But we do have to throw it to break here. Last segment on the Don't Pun Hour. Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. Got the morning personnel. The host is always on my left. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.